All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Oilers Nation. YouTube is always presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca, where uh, you can get in the game. Uh, stick handle your way through the same game parlay at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up today with the code SPORTS50 and you'll get a $50 free bet. At play alberta.ca the edmonton owners taking on the vegas golden knights uh we should be hearing from uh golden knights analyst uh, gary lawless uh, momentarily what's happened to the night they started out 11 and one and in their last 10 games they are three five and two uh they've only scored 20 goals in their last 10 games now they've only allowed 28 which is you know 2.8 goals against that's <laughs> what are fans would be like what could we get 2.8 <laughs> goals against a game that'd be amazing but uh, although the orders in, the, in their five wins have only allowed seven goals, so uh, they've shown they can uh, they can get better defensively. There's no question. Now they got to do it consistently. And but uh, Vegas, Brownie, there's good teams in the league, but even good teams kind of at times are in a funk. Like I don't know if there's a better time for the Edmonton Orders to be playing Vegas. Third game in four nights. As I mentioned, they they've only scored six goals in their last five games. They've been shut out in three of their last nine games. Like this is a and they were without Theodore, they're without Martinez. Like I'm not saying Edmonton should be scared of them, but you want to take advantage when you have a scheduling advantage and a team that's in a funk. Yeah, every, every team's got to go through this, right? Vegas, there's no way they were probably going to keep that start the way they did, and this is what the season's all about. You get to see what your team is made up of um and uh yeah i couldn't agree with you anymore i mean if i don't i think there was times in the season where the oilers would get a win or there was you know we are hopefully you know hopeful that they were this was the opportunity where they were going to build on it and get some consistency and get their game back but i really believe that this is their best chance you know this is this is a huge opportunity just because 
They got a little bit of their mojo back. Their power plays going. Their PKs going. The two best players are going. Stewart Skinner's going. As a coaching staff, there's so much to build off. There's so many positive clips uh, and situations that they can show. Um, you know, so so there's a lot of positivity coming into to this, coming off of a road trip beating beating Washington the way they did. Um, if if they don't take advantage of this i think you know their desperation now to get this ship turned around because of what they've gone through um has to be an all-time high you know you you watch the interviews after after their last game um they're smiling they're happy you know you're in the dress room a lot we see specs in the dress room and we see the media scrums after you know that's that's not a fun place to be, uh, and 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 now it seems like it's kind of turning around, and um, this you know, and every every team looks for measuring sticks and opportunities during the season, and and Vegas being the you know the Stanley Cup champs, this I'm sure Connor McDavid is going to be jacked up because of that. I think because of the matchup against Eichel, that's going to be exciting. Um, you know, this will be a great game to tune in and watch tonight. That should be good. As we get to the uh, oil report now, brought to you by Volvo Cars Edmonton.com. We're uh, stopping you. Have until the end of the month where you can still get their uh, their Black Friday sale, which is $7,500 off or 1.4% finance in your choice on any 2023 Volvo. At Canada's number one Volvo dealership, Volvo Cars Edmonton.com. As uh, Gary Lawless, analyst for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, joins us. And uh, uh, Gary, there was definitely no uh, Stanley Cup hangover to start the season. Uh, they uh, they started out uh, gangbusters, 11-0-1, uh, one of the greatest starts we've ever seen. for Well, actually, the greatest start ever for a defending Stanley Cup champion. And uh, suddenly, though, they've kind of hit the skids here. 3-5-2 uh, and two in their last 10. They've been shut out three times. Like offense, defensively, no issues. They're not, they're not giving up a lot. But they can't score all of a sudden, Garrett. What, what's happened to the offense of the uh, the Golden Knights? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, that, they won. They went out to that eleven zero and one record, and the Bruce Cassidy was he didn't love the way the team was playing, and he said this morning, "I don't think we're playing any better or any worse than we were. We were just finding ways to win, man. And the puck was going in the net, and uh, right now it's not." He, he then added. I'd rather we be talking about the puck not going in the net for us rather than talking about the puck going in the net. Uh, he said, we want to defend first and hang our hat on that. And um, his next comment was, there's enough talent in this room. Eventually, we'll start to score again. Uh, they had, boy, they had a bunch of great chances last night. Eichel hit a post. White Cloud hit a post. Barbashev had a breakaway. Eichel had a breakaway. Uh, Nick Waugh was in all alone twice on a 2-1-1 once and another time uh, got it right in the slot and uh, and messed up. They could have scored. Those are like big-time grade A's. They could have scored three or four goals, uh, and they didn't, and that's just the way it's going for them right now. Aiden Hill was excellent uh, all game long. Um you know the, the the goal that they lost the, the the goal that they lost the game on in overtime uh, shouldn't have happened. You know, I mean, they should have the, the shooter. They should have pressured the shooter. They didn't. Uh, you know, Bruce Cassie kind of shrugged that off and just said, you know, you could, overtime's a coin flip. So uh, just not going their way right now in terms of uh, the puck bouncing the right way for them, and it, it did early on. 
Gary, I watched a little bit of the game last night, and I was really, I thought it was a great game. I was really impressed with the speed. Um, I love the way, the little details that uh, Vegas plays with. I love the structure. I love the compete. What's impressed you most about Bruce Cassidy and his staff and how he's handled this team? There's a bunch of stuff. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to be part of uh uh, we wrote a book this summer uh, about uh, the championship season, and, and myself and uh, my colleague Gordon Weigers did did the writing. And my portion of it was to do. I did. Um, I interviewed all the players, coaches, management, and ownership for for the oral history that we put together. And the players talked a lot about how Bruce came in and was really hard on them. And there was not; they didn't develop trust as a as a as an organization between the players and the head coach until late in the season. And then when it you know once it arrived, um, you know Bruce was patient; he trusted them, and uh, and they you know obviously they they took off and had a had a pretty fantastic run. He's been patient again this season; like he does believe in this group. He has a real knack for um, – he was a high, high-level junior player until until injury derailed him, and as a result, he didn't have much of a pro career. Uh, but he understands high-end talent, and uh, he knows how to push buttons. Uh, he does hold people accountable. The thing that impresses me the very most about him, he finds ways to win unlike anybody I've ever been around. There's just like if he needs to change, change the change the top line late in the game, or needs to change his lines uh, in between games, or make a, make a tweak. Like he's got just he's got a really good feel for what it will what it will take to win in the moment, and then he matches that with like an organizational view. When they call somebody up, they play that player. No one comes up. No one get. No one gets called up and sits on the bench and only plays three minutes a night. Everybody plays ten minutes or more. So there's. Uh, he's an organizational coach in that respect, but he also has. He's really good at you know what's what's right in front of him, and uh, he finds ways to win. It's fun. It's fun to be around the Golden Knights because they're never out of a game, and you're you find yourself late in a game wondering. What you going to do? And then, you know, the, a line will come over the boards, it'll be changed, and they'll score as a result of, of that tweak. Uh, he's, uh, he's an excellent coach. Gary Lawless joins us. Uh, you mentioned uh, guys getting called up. Well, Korzak calls up, and he played the most minutes 5-on-5 five five of any Vegas defenseman last night. It's nuts, right? Like him and McNabb are obviously paired together. You have Haig uh, with Theodore and Martinez. That's two pretty really good defenders, but, uh, you know, they got depth in the organization, so Haig moves up from a third pair up to the top. And at 5-on-5, five five, they play their three pairs fairly evenly. The special teams is where you see guys like McNabb and Petrangelo, uh, you know, step out a little bit more in overall time on ice. So, Gary, you look at matchups, and we saw these two teams. Like, I, I'm a big believer that rivalries are, are born in the playoffs and then it's kind of nurtured in the regular season until they maybe meet again the following year. Um, I, I don't know if it'll happen now because the orders are desperate for wins. Like, you know, the, the Petrangelo dry saddle thing, I'm sure there's going to be some retribution at some point maybe. But what about matchups tonight? Uh, is Do you, Hag, Petrangelo, will they get more of McDavid or, or do they kind of split it up and he doesn't worry too much about defensive matchups? 
Yeah, I, well, I, you know, I mean, I think that they normally they don't worry about defensive matchups, and they are defending really well right now. Uh, and it, like, it'll be they'll be he'll have a committee plan. Like, it'll be Eichel and Carlson will be the centers that uh, that he'll try and have out there um, against against McDavid, and then it'll be yeah either a, a pairing that has Petrangelo or that has Mc or that has McNabb. McNabb is unique in the sense that you know he's not a great skater but he's long and he's really smart and he knows how to use that stick and and he can defend with his with his stick and and with his mind uh and he's physical uh you know if you know can McDavid get wide on McNabb absolutely but McNabb's smart enough to be in the right spot where he won't get caught in that position not very often anyways it's Connor McDavid he's everybody's gonna get caught once in a while Oh yeah, um, is, McDavid's speed is going to put some guys in a bad situation, even if they're in the right position. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of yeah. yeah. it's just kind of how it goes. Um, I do think you know what, like Edmonton, obviously they're desperate for wins, and the fact that Vegas, you know, they hey they stole their uh, lunch money basically last year, it took away their dream of going to the Stanley Cup, and you know a lot of Vegas players said the Edmonton series was the hardest one for them to win. Um, is is this a game maybe that's good for Vegas too though, because they're like, hey, we know we got to play well against McDavid and Drysaddle, and as finally they got their offense back. Well, they played. Vegas did play well in Calgary last night. They just didn't score, uh, and they have had a knack for. I talked about how Cassidy likes to win. This group likes to win as well. Uh, they do elevate their game uh, for better competition. Like you know, they had two really good games against the Dallas Stars this year. They beat Colorado seven uh, nothing. They they do get up for for games against uh, a better competition and. Let's be honest. The Edmonton Oilers hate the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Vegas Golden Knights hate the Edmonton Oilers. And, I, and you talked about the Petrangelo Dreisaitl thing. You know, if I was a player on the Oilers roster, I'd be thinking about that. And if I was Nick Hig, I'd be thinking about Darnell Nurse. That's me. You know what I mean? Like Hig said right after that fight, he said, "I want to fight him when it's when we're straight up, when he doesn't jump me." I'm not saying he jumped him. Yeah. I'm telling you what Nick said. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, uh, I love it. Uh, it. Yeah. No, to me, there's all kinds of, uh, there's all kinds of spice in the soup. I'm not, you know, what, you know, you're going to wait till late in the season when, the, when you're in, uh, in a race. If, if it's going to get, uh, if it's going to get hot, this is the time when it should get hot before Christmas. Gary, with the winter classic coming up, I, I had a look at the, uh, the jerseys of both teams and they're outstanding. Um, you know, Vegas winning the cup last year, they got this winter classic coming up. Like, what is it like in Vegas? How's, you know, it, every, with the competition with sports teams, they got the baseball team now coming in, they got football. What's it like there? Well, the whole nights are different than everybody else. Uh, and that's not coming from me. That's coming from the people that live in Las Vegas. They are a Vegas born team. That was a, that's a, that's one of the organization's marketing slogans. But th- like all of the best uh, uh, advertising, it's organic and authentic. It's what people said when the Golden Knights arrived. They said this team is Vegas born. This they are the first professional sports, major professional sports franchise to ever come to to Las Vegas. And Bill Foley is revered for that. And and people have an emotional attachment to the Golden Knights that they 
no one wears their Chicago Blackhawks jersey to a Golden Knights game. You're born in Chicago, and now you live in Vegas, and you know you've been in Vegas for 20 years. You're still a Hawks fan. You don't wear your Hawks jersey to a Golden Knights game. Everybody wears their Steelers or Chiefs or Patriots jersey to Raiders games. The people that were fans of other teams have not switched over to the Raiders, and the same will happen with the with the A's. No one is going to leave. If you're a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan, you're going to stay a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan. Everybody switched their allegiance to the Golden Knights because the Golden Knights wrote a check. Bill Foley wrote a check and said, I am creating a franchise in Vegas, for Vegas, of Vegas. And it's, it's just different than everything else. And how, what's it like? It's amazing. Uh, you know, people are, uh, you know, the, the, the organization sells out every game. Uh, the merchandise, we did it we, on Black Friday, the Friday after the U.S. Thanksgiving, Vegas calls it Gold Friday. And our team store at our practice facility, they were lined up at 7 in the morning to get in there and, and buy Golden Knights merchandise. This is year seven. It's not like there's it's like it's it's the it's there's it's the start of a romance. So this is well into it. Usually, uh, you know, the bloom is off the rose. It's not at all. And I, I, they just want to stay on the cup. That's got a big that has a big factor in it. But uh, just the way people responded, you know, like when the organization traded Mark Andre Fleury, people were wounded by that. And uh, you know, it, it just showed you what an attachment they had to the players. And and to the team, and now this is this group is uh, uh, you know, there. There are fewer of the original Golden Misfits on the roster, but this is a group that won the Stanley Cup, and the people of Las Vegas love them. Outside of goaltending, any lineup change from last night to tonight? According to Bruce, no. Okay. Well, Gary, we'll see you down there, my man. Uh, it should be a good one. I love what you said. It's true. I think there's, you know, there's animosity both ways, and I think that's what the playoffs are for. That's where the rivalries are built. And, uh, you know, hey, I'd love to see an old-fashioned slobber knocker. It probably won't happen, but uh, I hold out hope. If we need, if we need some action in the in the press box, uh, me and Bob Stauffer can uh, we can mix it up. <laughs> good luck to both two of big, you. Two big men getting at it. <laughs> uh, a lot of hot air in that one. I'll say that. <laughs> Awesome stuff, Gary. Appreciate it. Have a good one. That's uh, uh, Gary Laws. Good dude. Funny guy. And uh, it's like, I just want to say one thing. So last night, I'm sure some of you saw the highlights of Ottawa and Florida. And everyone's like, oh, my goodness. A hundred and penalty minutes in the third period. I'm like, yeah, a hundred of them were 10 minute misconducts for nothing. Like basically guys in a scrum and wrestling. Like, I'm sorry, there was one tilt. It was Sanderson and Kachuk with five minutes gone in the third period. The rest was just nothing. And nothing, I'm sorry. If, if Don't tell me it's 100 penalty minutes when it's just 10, because all five players in the ice got 10-minute misconducts. Don't even got a roughing call. They got 10-minute misconducts each. Like, I'm sorry, that doesn't classify as a melee, okay? It's a hug fest. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> And there's there's nothing more irritating to me than when I say, oh, it's a melee. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like a melee is when there's actual fist of cuffs, and it's crazy. It's like a line brawl. You don't want to be in one of those, <laughs> right? Uh, well, I shouldn't say line brawl is okay because it's one-on-one. Bench brawl, you don't want to be in because you never know who's coming from where. But I just – it bothers me that we're so desperate that people try to like and, – and when I say people, the media outlets – 
Stop it. Okay, stop writing it. Stop trying to put the highlights. Oh, melee. There was no melee. Right? It, all it was was f- 10 guys on the ice wrestling, and no one even threw a punch. It was like a bit. That was almost as bad as a bench clearing brawl in baseball, which is never a brawl. It's just a bench clearing hug fest. <laughs> Everybody run yeah. out here. You're okay. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You do nothing. Yeah. You do nothing. Okay. We'll do nothing. And then they walk. Hey, line, uh, line brawls are bad too. If you're, if, if you're losing, if you're losing <laughs> you better hope you have a good relationship with the linesman because you're like, that's Touché. a, that's a bad feeling. Touché. But I, I do, I agree with you. I find it hilarious Ugh. when the commentators are like, things are spicy. Things are heating up here and they're in a scrum and nobody's looking. They're all given yes. stinky gloves. And no, no one's looking at her in the face, yeah. and everyone's trying to make a big deal. That's, that, that's the new. That's almost like a fight now. Yeah, it's like what are we? What are we getting excited for? Yeah, I, I love what you say. That's like, oh, it's a melee, guys. I'm pushing you, Brownie, with my glove, but I'm turning my head away. I don't want to have eye contact. Jeez, I don't want you to think I'm mad. Yeah, guys, yeah, looking for I'm banana totally. peels slipping around. It's, it's hilarious. Oh, I'm totally with you on that one. Uh, uh, when we return. Now, I think usually he was looking the other guy square in the eye, unless it was Bob Probert. Then he said he didn't want to. Jason Strudel will join us next. The Gregor Show in Sports, 1440, live in Orders Nation. YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, man. One of, one of Strudy's favorites. Oof, loves it. It's a... Jason Greger Show in Sports 1440. Coming to you live from the E-Well studio. E-W-E-L dot C-A. You're the local electrical distributor. I think you need. They got it all. Always adding a little electricity to the show. E-W-E-L dot C-A. And, uh, you know, it's a good tie-in from uh, E-Well to Action because, of course, uh, they supply Action with uh, lots of their stuff. It's time now for uh, Struds On, brought to you by Action. Electrical. Uh, you need anything. If you're thinking you want to save some money, go to actionelectrical.net. They can tell you all about the savings for both residential or commercial solar for your home or business. Uh, there's lots of grants. You get some free money. It'll help you out. So check it out, actionelectrical.net. The Jason Greger Show presents Struds On. It's the memories. That's what you remember. Memories. Uh, there's a bouquet of uh, enjoyment coming in my mouth there. But you know, it's like I always say, HK, who cares? It's time for Struds On. It is time for uh, Struds On from uh, Got Your Back podcast. Uh, Runner-up in uh, Battle of the Blades. Third-round pick in the uh, NHL uh, entry draft. And uh, once went, I think, third overall. In the uh, Alzheimer uh, entry draft, Jason Strudwick joins us. Strudy, how you doing? Good, buddy. Looking forward to the game tonight. Let's do this. Yeah, what um, you know? It was interesting listening to Gary. Like, Vegas hasn't been able to score really in, in ten games, and you know he said last night they had a lot of chances. And I did. Uh, I watched that game. Well, at least the two periods I watched in Calgary, and uh, they, they missed some glorious chances. So they're still there defensively, though they are ultrasound. They don't give up very much at all. So they they have guy. They have three of the best or most prolific shot blockers uh, in the NHL. And the one thing Vegas does incredibly well, they don't give up the inner slot. Like, you got to work your nuts off to get there. And, and that's really not Edmonton's forte. So I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how they're able to score on Vegas tonight because, you know, as good as their offense has been lately, they're still not a team that generally, you know, goes to the, to the net and stays there a ton. 
Well, Vegas is a disciplined team, and the Oilers are going to have to have a similar discipline style of game approach, right? To being patient, um, taking opportunities that are there, and, and trying to fight to get on the inside of the defenders of Vegas. You know, Vegas does a good job of keeping to the outside, and the Oilers have to get to the inside, and that's hard. That's hard hockey to play, but it's rewarding because you fight through it. You know, on the other side, I think Vegas missed as uh, Theodore, you know, Martinez. These two guys are, are good defensemen. So, you know, they're they're. They're not the team maybe they were a month ago, but they're still a really good team that you have to work to earn your chances against. And I, I like this game coming at this time for the Oilers. Stretty, uh, I would agree with you. I, I think there was different times throughout the season here where we are trying to you know, find things and the Oilers were trying to find hope and reasons for them to kind of turn it around. And uh, I think now with the way that the you know Drysidle, McDavid, and some of the guys down in the lineup, some of the deaf players, the way that they're playing the penalty kill. Why do you feel like there? Why would we have more optimism now to think that they're going to turn this around? Is there, you know, do you feel that with the way that they're playing, that now's the time more than ever that they're going to turn the corner here? Well, I can't quantify it, but I see energy from the team. So you can see in their expressions, you know, when, when uh, Leon scored on the, the slip backhand play and then he shoots it on the power play and scores and points at the bench, that generates energy. That gets Connor Brown feeling like he's part of the team. So these are all things that, you know, you can't quantify, but you can see it. You can see in their reactions. You need that energy to try to have success because it's been a death march for a good chunk of the year for, for good reason. Um, as far as their play, I think it's, it's, been, it's been, as a group, better. Uh, what I'd like to see is some of the extended shifts in the offensive zone, you know, that where they're, they're interchanging D and forwards back and forth across and, and up and down the blue line and down to the, to, the, to the blue paint. Those guys are in and out, and that creates confusion. So when the Oilers were at their best last year, I felt there's a lot of that interchange in the offensive zone, and it's so hard to defend uh, Jason Stroudick joins us on uh, Sports 14. I'm just laughing at the picture that Connor used on our Twitter to uh, promote that Stratty's coming on. Just want to say, Stratty had nothing to do with that photo. I just saw it for the first time. Um, Connor. Uh, it's your Wikipedia picture. Oh, my God. Jeez, that monkey butt is big on that picture. That's all I noticed. Holy cow. Oh, I don't have a monkey butt. I have a small amount of recession, but no monkey butt. <laughs> Go look at this photo. Uh, anywho, um, the uh, the orders penalty kill struts. Uh, you you killed penalties, and I really like Cody Cece's honesty. He he basically goes, "Hey, because uh, I was asking, like, what are the changes? Because their penalty kill in the last seven games is eighty nine percent compared to seventy. They've only allowed three goals on twenty nine kills after allowing fifteen on fifty, and uh, they've also scored three shorthanded goals. And you know what? Uh, Stewart's coming. There's been a small little tweak." Um, in certain areas of the ice. I think they've pressured more in certain places. But the biggest thing is, Struds, they've gone from having 32 block shots in 14 games, or 13 games, to having 25 in seven. And, and Cody Cece goes, well, it's, it's a little easier to convince yourself to block shots when the game is close than when it's a blowout. All right? And I, I loved his honesty. Um, and he just said, you know, guys are committing more. We're, we're playing a little bit tighter because the shot block's a massive difference. And it sucks. I know you had to block shots. Like, I don't care. I don't know any defense when it's like, wow, this is super fun. <laughs> I can't wait to do it. But is, is it fair to say, though, that you're much more willing to get in the lane rather than be Martin Marinson when you're down 5-1? Oh, to one? Oh, 
Marty Rinson, and the old make them believe you're getting in the lane. I, I just could not stand that. God, I hate it when teammates would make it look like they're getting there and they wouldn't actually get there. And, you know, a guy who did a pretty good job of that is Zach Cassian. Yeah. Oh, I almost got in that lane and the puck would get by. So I think it's important to recognize the number of shot blocks they had. But even if you don't block the shot, if you're getting the lane, you're making that D-man change his shot. And, and so now instead of having direct line to the net, maybe he has to shoot it to the side or pass it to the flank. So you're making him adjust what his plan, his plan is. So I think that's really important. What I've seen in the, in the penalty kill is I think they're more connected and they're not so spread out. Uh, you know, when, when the Oilers are struggling, especially beginning of the year, it felt like you could drive, you know, five Zambonis between the top forward and the bottom forward or the, the bottom forward and the team. And there's so much space. Now it looks like they're playing a little bit tighter. Um, and so you, just because you're playing tighter doesn't mean you can't still be in the shooting lane. You can do both. Uh, so, I, Whereas if you're really spread out in the shooting lane, way up by the D-man, it leaves a lot of space behind you. So I think they've played a little bit tighter. I wonder if that's not a tweak that old Stewie has to put in. Stratty, I, I, you know, you look at today's PK, they're definitely collapsing and, and giving up the shot a little higher up there. You look at Tanov and Calgary there, he took one... He took one in the mouth. Um, you know, to me, would you not look at the PK as a sign of the healthiness of your team and their willingness to actually compete? And and is that a sign of where they're at and the fact they're going to turn their, turn it around here? Oh, for sure. Well, I'll say this. I think that the hardest place to block a shot as a D-man is when the puck goes to the flank guy and you got to skate out there from maybe the front of the net. And you, you know you're going to get hit. Like... It's just, it's the worst feeling, and those guys are shooting shelf. They're not shooting, hey, let's shoot a, shoot a good, a good uh, pad high shot. They're shooting shelf. I used to hate that, but I'd go up there still, and you've got to do it because if you do it, the guy behind you do it, and then it just becomes a bit contagious. So um, I, I think that they're doing a much better job. They, they, they I mean, great, generate energy. When someone blocks a shot, you come off, you're like, great block, way to go, way to go, Brownie, and everyone gets excited and fired up. So it's it's another way of creating energy for a group that has lacked it for long stretches. I think back to the days when you know you're breaking into the league and you're you're uh, working on your power play in practice, and you know obviously the young guys got to get in there and and you got to get and take your licks and get in the shooting lane. I just remember Boris Mironov and Jason Arnott just teeing them up and having to be in the lane and and practice and just being like, oh god, this is gonna sting. You know, it's a, that's a bad feeling. Yeah, they don't do that they don't much. Care. Yeah. Those guys don't care. They just stand <laughs> in there. They're like, get the meat wagon. Get the meat wagon out there. Don't worry. If we blow this guy's shot off, he's replaceable. He's just a foot soldier. I hated it. And I'd still go in there, and I'd be so mad. I'm like, if you hit me, I'm going to be very mad. Not when I was young. but Because I, I was still doing the same thing when I was 30. I got Yarmir Yager teen off one-timers off the wing, and I had to go out there and block that. And I remember I said, Jags, if he hit me, he's like, I'll never hit you. And he, to his credit, he didn't, which I, I was really thankful because I'd still be laying on the ground. <laughs> I remember when I was in New Jersey, I was at the top, and the, my role in the power play was just to one-time it. That's it. Don't handle the puck, just one-time it. And Gianta, we all know how small Gianta was, and he was in front of the net. And this is in practice, and I'm taking one-timers, and I'm taking a little bit off of it because I don't want to hit him. And he looks at me, and he's like, Brownie, shoot it as hard and as high as you want. I'll get out of the way. Like it, it takes a special. It Come takes us. Oh, I swear to God, I couldn't believe it. He's like, shoot it as hard. And so it, did you? Yeah, yeah. He wanted it. And I you, was. Did you ever hit him? No, I never hit him. Oh, okay. never hit him. I mean, Jeez. you know what it's like 
Stretty, when you're in direct line with the bullet, like your spidey senses are firing. Oh, yeah. You know, but. Well, let's be honest, it's Fiatta. Like, you shoot me high, it's going over his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, right? You know, and I've seen that with all due respect, but it, it's like I remember Sheldon Surrey would shoot oh. bombs, and he'd always put it up around the shoulders. I'd be pleased, God, don't hit me. Like, hit my shoulder, but not my face. Like, this is the moneymaker. I've already had my teeth redone. And, uh, it's well, that's scary. what made, that, that was a big improvement, as your wife said. <laughs> was well, needed. So she said. She yeah. didn't see me before when I was really rolling. <laughs> hey, speaking of blocking shots, Struddy, uh, Chris Tanna, did you see his face block last night? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> um, like, think of Kelly Buckberger when. Brown, you knew him or this. He would drop down on his knees. Oh, yes. He'd go as a road hockey goalie. <laughs> and it, did you see his shoulder pads? He had nothing. Oh. Like, they were made out of nothing. They were 1940, and he would just keep his face right in the lane. Like, I, I get If that's game seven, go for it. But game 80 or game, like, 47, Columbus on a Tuesday night, I think you try to get in the lane, and then you let the goalie do their job because you're, you're more valuable – being able to be played rather than, you know, blocking a shot with your hand. Like when uh, Dylan Holloway in their year, he put his hand up to try to block it and it hit his hand. I think the others are losing quite badly. And I said, I made the comment, like, that's not worth it. Just go out in your lane, try to get there, but don't put your hand out. If you break your hand, you're out for six weeks. You're not able to help the team. Yeah, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Jason Strato joins us on uh, Sports 1440 uh, Live on Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, Strud's, uh, the Orders... Do they need a win against the top team for you to think that they're they're bad? Like I look at their play here, and like you know, Ve- not Vegas, but Florida and Tampa Bay. They got off to great starts, weren't able to hold on uh, in either one, so that's obviously still an issue for them. Uh, they've shut down the, the low offensive teams. So where are you at on kind of how close this team is to getting back to what should be their normal level of play? You know, I, I think they're getting close. I believe it's dangerous. So for me to say that this is the game they have to win until they're back. You know, we had there were three good games and then three some decent play in there, but not enough. And then they beat Washington, a team that was really hot, and then just beat the wheels off their last opponent, the Ducks. So tonight, I want to see a mature game and, and, a, and, a, and a well-played game. But if they win or lose, I'm not going to say, like, okay, they're back. I just want to see them play well. I mean, a win would be great. They need to accumulate points. But I, I don't think that this is the point where, like, they got to prove it to me. Uh, they're going in the right direction. They had a huge hole that they got other style of play, but I'm not. I'm not going all in for this game tonight. Strutty, uh, have a good one. And uh, you, uh, is it? Are you in Shogger? Is the uh, Got Your Back podcast? Are you guys still planning that trip to Turkey? What's going on there? <laughs> well, we're looking for a sponsor to send us. <laughs> you can come with us, maybe. You got that patch going back now. Uh, well, uh, not there yet, Struddy. But um, uh, the good news is, like mine is, like it's far too gone, right? Like there's there's zero chance uh, of recovery. Although I did run into this Anthony guy, guy who had, uh, and he was showing guys pictures of what it looked like before and after, and I was like, wow. Like I guess if if you really liked your hair that much, then it would be worth it. Like you, honestly, Struds. Like when I saw his pictures, and I'm not even joking right yeah. now, I was like, Struddy yeah. could do that. And if you really wanted to get his hair full again, you could do it. Like you're, I'm a good like you're, you are a good candidate. But let's be honest, um, the clock is ticking, right? Don't don't no, be I, Martin, Mar- don't be like Marty Marinson saying you're in the lane, but you're not in the lane. Okay, like trust me, you are in your prime opportunity. You either do it now or it's gone. You don't have much of a that's choice. Fair. 
Now, is Brownie a candidate? Because I got a text from someone that mentioned that Brownie might be developing the first signs of a monkey bump. <laughs> so is, is, no. And I'm not... I don't know if that's true or not. I, I no, gauge. Buddy, I mean, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the. Chi- I'm looking at the chia pet right now, Strutty, <laughs> <laughs> and I can. T- I you're can calling t- me a chia pet with your <laughs> your dome you, right now? I can tell you though, like that thing is thick. Like, that thing is thick. He's got like a he's got like a three head. Uh, you know what? He's got lots of hair in the front. There is no uh, there's no regression there at all. It, it, all right. It is slowly coming at the back. Oh God! You, you said that like it, it is. There's nothing more insulting to guys like Strutty should get mad at you saying, "Oh, it's going." Like Strutty, if, if it's going for you, then you it's might gone. as well just say Strutty and Rashad gone. are bald, right? Like they're like the baby butt over there. Like no, you have lots. So it's like the, your hair is so thick that if somehow he takes his hat off, Struds, and you know the indent from your hat is like, "Oh, look, see right there." And I'm like, "You're an idiot." That does now. So. Oh, no, he, he's not there. Brownie. He's not there yet. Unkind words, Brownie. Mm. Strutty, did you play a uh, little shinny today? A little alumni shinny at Rogers? No, I, was, I haven't gone out. No, you know what? I'm not really into the shinny anymore. I don't know. I don't like playing anymore. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, Hands are still there. I don't know what it is. I hear I got to get back in. Yeah, you, you should get, get back into it. No, I haven't. I'm not into it either. But my new role with Strathcona Minor Hockey, we skate once a week, and so I've been skating with them. So that's kind of enough. That's all the hockey that I want. But I, I would like to get out there. Um, it is always nice kind of seeing the guys. And yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I love. I mean, I love coaching. I love watching it, talking about it. But actually, getting out there, I don't know. I, I just scared I can't of do it. I don't know Louis, Louis DeBrus told me that you're dodging him. That's all I keep hearing. Oh well, how many times can I get jumped by the same guy? Like enough, Louis. Like. When's he going to apologize to me for jumping me? Anyways, there, there's a lot of meat there now. Like I heard, Brent Myers is there now, <laughs> right? It's a you got to study. Are you scared to go? Come on, they're not dropping no, the gloves anymore. Show up. Well, I'm scared of Brent Myers. I mean, he wears the oh. tightest pants I've ever seen. <laughs> this guy, he, he, I, I don't know if anyone's seen around town. I saw him the other day. It looks like they're they're, they're literally sprayed on. Oh God! Well, for you to say they're tight, then everybody yeah. knows they're tight. Like if Strutty <laughs> thinks they're tight, then. Uh, they must be, but uh, must be ultra tight. Uh, the thing about Brant though is uh, you still got to like Brant. Brant can snap. Still remember the charity event. So although to his to, to his defense, the guy kept asking for it. And he did warn him. He goes, "You do it one more time," and the guy did it one more time. <laughs> No, no, that's not the guy. I was like, "Okay, hey, Brant, super nice, calm guy," but still, when the snap shows there, I'm like, yeah. "No thanks." Yeah. He is off. Awesome. I mean, you probably played. Did you play junior against him? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a, a, a there was the end of the game. You know, the end of the game, you're winning five one. They put him out there. So my partner and I go out. and We make a deal. If he goes after one of you, you guys, the other guy will come in and jump in. <laughs> so the puck drops. He comes right at me. I look for my partner. He's like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> so, luckily, our fighter Chris Murray jumps in, and I was out. I'm like, "I'm out." I was so scared. I mean, I was 18. He was an animal. He was so tough. <laughs> So tough. Yeah, it was tough for sure. Uh, Strutty, have a good one. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. Yeah, talk to you guys later. It's uh, Jason Strudwick. Uh, that picture that Connor used on Twitter. <laughs> Seriously, Brown, did you see it? I did see that. Like, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's I think that was back. an apt description of a monkey butt. I thought the monkey butt is more at the back. Is no, the, no, right? No, no. Just think about a monkey butt. Picture what a monkey butt looks yeah. like and then look at that photo. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you know. Uh, we'll come back. we got five questions on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 4.50, Jason Gregor. 
Sean Brown, Connor Hallam with you on Sports 1440 Live on Oilers Nation YouTube. All of you are listening online, sports1440.ca. Maybe you got us on iHeart or Stingray, Radio Player app, wherever it is. We uh, very much appreciate you listening or watching the show in any form. Maybe you're uh, listening later on in the podcast. Thank you very much. Very much appreciate it. Glad that you uh, take time out of your day to listen to us. It's a pleasure. Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where, uh, hey, you get to uh, PlayAlberta.ca uh, tonight. Look into the uh, Edmonton order. So always uh, you look at them uh, against Vegas tonight. And uh, who is the uh, who is the favorite between uh, orders and Vegas, who, of course, Vegas tied for the uh, most points in the National Hockey League. And you scroll down and guess what? The Edmonton orders. 1.6 favorite. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Vegas, two point. Edmonton, a pretty big favorite tonight. Well, the uh, the odds still like the orders. They look at a lot of their uh, their numbers and stuff, and they think this is a team that's on the rise. So, so there you go. But getting Vegas at those odds is an upset. It's pretty good. Check it out. PlayAlberta.ca. It's time now for five questions brought to you by the Brick and uh, their Black Friday sale goes on for a few more days, baby. And uh, you do not want to miss it. Uh, your chance to uh, get uh, $1,500 off sectionals. Uh, you can get 25% uh, off bedroom and dining furniture and uh, much, much more. Any room in your house, you can get savings at the Brick and the Brick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question number one today. The Edmonton Oilers last couple games, five goals, eight goals. Uh, will the trend continue and will they score at least five goals for the third consecutive game tonight? I think there's the potential for it. I'll, I'll, I'll say yes, just because of the fact that Dreisaitl and McDavid are you know, feeling better about their game. They're more confident in the way they play and how hard they are to defend. They're going to, they're going to draw penalties and their power plays now kicking. So I think, you know, and you got a team that's coming in here, potentially tired, played overtime last night. So I think there's a good chance. Uh, Vegas has played 22 games this year. One where the, they've allowed five goals. Um, they've allowed uh, two goals or less in 14 of 22 games. And then five other times they allowed three goals. So, yeah, I love offense, but uh, I, I could see the orders winning with four, maybe with an empty netter. But man, five—I'd love to see it for the fans, but I don't see it tonight. Question number two I was going to ask this yesterday, but I forgot. Uh, five thousand dollar fine for Jacob Truba and the high stick on Trent Frederick. Uh, was that uh, an okay punishment in your opinion? <laughs> That was one of the softest punishments I've seen. Like, I'm sorry. Well, he was off balance. What? Watch his stick line. So when you're off balance, usually <laughs> your stick is changing the angle as you're swinging it, right? I'm sorry. That How he didn't get suspended is mind-blowing to me. I thought that was one of the more fragrant, flagrant. Like, that's an accidental on purpose all day, <laughs> every day. Yeah, I thought that was a farce. Yeah, he tried to make that look good. I watched it again today, and, and depending on the angle, it, it even looked worse at, at yes. certain angles. I, yeah. I I could not believe, like, that was dangerous. Like that, it, I'm surprised he didn't get hurt more than, you know, that. that's how bad that was. Question number three, uh, any surprise in your guys' opinion to see Patty Kane end up in Detroit, and what do you think reasonable expectations are there for him this season? 
I was a little surprised that he ended up in Detroit. I thought he would have went home to Buffalo just for, you know, the end of his career, family reasons to be close to to all that. Um, I think it's going to be tough for him. I think he's got a lot of miles on him. I think he's obviously not getting any younger. That's a tough injury. Um, missing training camp, coming into a season. Like, it, this is the end. It's, it's a hard league. I don't care how good you are. Um, but just for the fact that he's got you know, a lot of miles on him, expectations. I, I don't know. I'll, I, I think it's, uh, I'll, I'll go with, uh, 10 goals, maybe 12 assists. I, I don't think, you know, it's, he's coming into an organization and a team too, that's doing well. And you've got to be careful with that dynamic as well for, even though he's as good as he is. Yeah. I, I like Kane a lot. Uh, he's one of the most exciting players I've seen in the last few decades. Um, obviously, you know, coming off this injury, you wonder how much he has left. No question. Um, I, I always like to have realistic expectations for, for Kane. If his mobility is back and he's not limited in any way, then he's going to produce. That's just, he's not that old that suddenly the wheels are going to fall off for him. Like, look at Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski at his prime was never Patrick Kane. But look at how well he produced in his 30s, right? Smaller player, hard worker, all that stuff. So I think if Kane, and that's the big wild card, it all depends how healthy he is. If he has no mobility issues, I think Patrick Kane's going to be a solid point producer for Detroit. Question number four, National Baseball Hall of Famer Andre Dawson wants to change his hat on his Hall of Fame plaque from the Expos to the Red Sox. Do you think there's any reason the Hall should not allow this to happen? Yeah, I mean, I remember him obviously as a as playing for Montreal, you know, and he played so many years there. So I'm not sure why he'd want to go in, you know, as a, well. It wasn't his choice, right? Remember, they he he wanted to go in as a Chicago Cub. Oh, and, I thought they would have no, a choice. No, the hall, the hall picks for you. Oh, okay, okay. And so, so they have more representation of Montreal, I guess, in, in their eyes. And yeah, he did play in Montreal a long time for sure. But, um, you know, he played in Chicago. He he explained his reasoning why he, he wanted this change. Um, I, I, my question would be, if you're going to induct someone into the Hall of Fame and they're there forever, I would think. Brownie, like you said, they should have the choice on what team they want to go in as, right? Like, I'm in the, I'm in the Hall of Fame because of my career. Yes or no? That's what I would ask them. Yes or no? Am I in there because of my career? Well, then why can't I pick who I think is the best representation or the best memories of my career? So I can't think of a reason why they would do it other than tradition. I'll be stunned if he wins this. Yeah, it's seen that apparently Wade Boggs had wanted to go in as a member of the Rays. And they thought it was because he was offered money to do that. So that's why they changed it and took it out of the player's hands. But obviously Wade Boggs didn't go in as a member of the Rays. Uh, Final question for you guys today. Looking it up online. Today is National French Toast Day. In honor of that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just wait a sec. Who's paying them money to go in as a member of Tampa Bay? Their organization? I believe so. That was the accusation at the time. Like how much money? Couldn't tell you because it was never confirmed, and he denied it. Yeah. Okay. So it was a report. Like I don't know. That's... But I mean, why? Why else would he go in as a Ray? He played there for two years and had no success. Yeah. Wow. At the end, didn't he end up coaching there? Wasn't he part of their organization when he was announced as a Hall of Famer? 
I mean, you might know more than me. Uh, no, I could be wrong. I don't that, remember but... much about Wade Boggs. I know yeah. like the rumor about him crushing beers on team flights, but yeah. So no, that's <laughs> like I don't know. So there again is that to me your explanation of why they changed the rule is about equal to the NHL's decision why they enforced offside reviews because of one blatant one in Matt Duchesne rather than go with the sane ones, right? So I don't know. How many players are like, like look at today's baseball players. Like now Wade Boggs played in an era at the very end, but guys make so much money today if you're all a famer. What could someone offer you? Honestly, most of these guys will have made a hundred mil. Like I guess unless you're Andre Bad Moon Rising or other guys who've lost all their money. Who's going to be able to offer you any money to go in as another team? You know I what just, I mean? Why is it not your choice? 100%. You should, you should have your own choice of what you want to yeah, go in there. I totally agree. So it seemed to totally agree. So it seems odd. The team did uh, retire his number, and he is in the Rays Hall of Fame. So Yeah, well, maybe that's why. <laughs> it's interesting. Okay, final question. Since it is National French Toast Day, let's say you're having uh, the breakfast of your dream. What is the centerpiece item? What has to be there? Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All, uh, my mouth's watering here thinking of that French toast with cinnamon and syrup, but I'll go with eggs. Uh, a little, ice, little uh, icing sugar. Oh, mm. What are you going with? <laughs> eggs Benedict. <laughs> That's it? Just straight eggs, Benny? That's it. With some sourdough bread. Dip that in. Oh, yeah, see, it's funny. I am not. A, the hollandaise sauce. Oh, I think it's one of the worst things going. <laughs> but uh, I love eggs. So I would I would go very simple. I would have uh, eggs over easy. I'm going. But but if I'm at, like, and I go out to breakfast, and it's pretty much what I have. I want sausage. I want bacon. And I want thick bacon, none of the skinny crap, yeah. right, with all the fat on it, no, like a thick back bacon. Uh, eggs over easy. I will uh, mix in some French toast. And I need a fruit uh, bowl uh, of fruit because I love the fruit afterwards. So, yeah. And if I'm going really serious, I'm having a glass of chocolate milk, which I never do because that's kick-ass. What about some fresh-cut 
tomatoes or not tomato. Well, tomatoes are good. Yeah, potatoes. When you get those like hash browns, fr- hash brown. But when they it's a potato, they deep fry it. And I, yeah, no, I don't mind. But you know what? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I, like I love potatoes. I don't like them for breakfast. Hot sauce. Yeah, I don't mind hot sauce. Yeah, I could. You could convince me now. Hot. hot sauce on your potatoes. Everything. Everything. Yeah. On your eggs. Oh yeah. Ketchup on your eggs. No. Well, uh, maybe a little uh, ketchup uh, on the side just for a little, yeah, for the potatoes, little right? But yeah. cons. What about you? I mean, for me, pancakes are great, but I think a waffle would be kind of the centerpiece. Throw in some bacon, hash browns. That that does it for me. Hmm. That's all I need. Yeah. Some people love waffles. I'm not a waffle. Yeah, I'm not, not on my waffle. kids. My kids are waffles. I find waffles like are that. just like you're eating a lot, but I'm like yeah. I'm not getting the fulfillment of really enjoying all those extra calories for that. That's what I find. Like I, I can get a good. Yeah. You get a good French toast. And, and, you know, as you mentioned with the icing sugar and the yeah. cinnamon, like it's got a little bit more flavor to it. Like, and I'm like I just find that I'm eating a waffle. It feels like I'm getting filled up with stuff that I don't really like. But I want to get the AIDS, Benny. I want to get the sauce. I want to get the hot sauce. I, I want to mix it all together. Right. I want this. It's sloppy. Oh, so you got you prefer your served in a bowl so you can just, just stir it all slop. up. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, no fruit for you, eh? <laughs> no, too healthy. Oh. Oh. Hey, Gregor, would Dawson have been in the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for his Expo years? He wouldn't be in if it wasn't for his time there over the Cubs. Yeah, but he's the player, right? If he would have been drafted by any other organization, not Montreal, are you saying he wouldn't have been as good of a player? Montreal's who he played for, and that's great. But when you're in the Hall of Fame and you're there forever, just me, I think you'd want to go there and show your family and it's a representation of what was your best time for you because even Connor maybe Wade Boggs did love it in Tampa I don't know maybe there was something behind the scenes it was way better for him right who knows maybe there was I think it would be their choice or you know some would say well maybe you don't have to put him in on any team you could probably make that fair too like when Ryan Gretzky goes into the Hall of Fame Sidney Crosby goes in when McDavid goes in they just go into the Hall of Fame they don't go in as a they go in as a player yeah, but I think you want to bring it back to something that you're connected to. At least for me, I would be, you know, wanting that. Like whether it's the Expos, Sox, or the Devil Ray, whoever, whoever it was. There's, there's a definite connection, and you know, in like you said, when you go back and you're there with your family and you're looking back, it's you want to be. I, I assume there, you'd want to be connected. Five oh four on Sports fourteen forty. Brownie, have yourself a good one. Talk to you next Tuesday. Awesome. Have a good one, boys. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.